I'd like to start the trend. I'd like to say Merry Christmas. 12th of December, I think we can say it. Merry Christmas, Life Church Selwyn. It's so great to see you all this morning. It's such a privilege to be able to come out and join you again. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Jono, and I'm on the team here at Life Church. And I understand that you had my wife Anna come out here last week to share. So I figured that I'd probably better come out this week to clean up the mess for you. So, no, I'm just kidding. I actually did a great job. No, it's a privilege for me to be out here this morning. It's so great to see all of your wonderful faces and see the things that God has been doing among you out here because it has been a trying year. You guys have had to shift and to pivot, but you've done such an awesome job. So I want to congratulate you on that as well. You know, I mentioned this as part of one of my messages that I did at Levita a few weeks ago, that I've really been feeling in my spirit this past season that the world is noisy right now. The world is noisy right now, and it's not a, not a physical noise, but there's just constant activity, constant information coming our way, things are continually changing, there are new situations and circumstances developing all around the world every day, we've got so many different sources of information. You know, we've got Instagram, Facebook, news apps, radio stations, TV news, website, friends and family, and then you add the COVID factor in, and it's like the volume gets turned up a notch with all the uncertainty and frustration that that can bring. And it's not a pleasant noise. It's not like this wonderful noise we've heard this morning. It's convoluted, and it's fast and unpleasant. And Anna and I actually did a a mini experiment the other week where we just scrolled through the first 10 or so articles on the, on the homepage of Stuff, on the news app. Just decided to open the app up and scroll through the first 10 articles and the headlines that we could see. And you know, out of those 10, eight of them were related to death or serious injury. Wow. Yeah. 80% of the homepage was noise about terrible things. Wow. And this is why the message of Christ is so important, the hope that Jesus has overcome this world, that he is above it all, that he is in control, that he is with us through whatever we face. He is our hope and our joy. We are not without hope. This is our reality, but for so many, that is not. For so many, they don't have that truth in their lives. And I believe that right now, more than ever, The sounds that needs to be coming from the church, coming from you and I, is not an incoherent racket of noise about a range of different things, but a beautiful united symphony of the hope that Jesus has purchased for us. That in the midst of the chaos and uncertainty that is in the world right now, even when things are dark, the sound that needs to be coming from the church is Jesus Christ. Christ and Christ crucified. He is the truth that we cling to. He is the hope that people need right now. He's the peace that sustains us, the joy that we experience, and we need to carry him into our world. And so this morning, I want to encourage us. I want to take us through five of the promises of God. Promises of God for you and I. The things that God has promised to us through his word, promises that we can take a hold of regardless of what we 
go through. And the first this morning is that God loves you. God loves you. And it sounds so simple to just say, God loves you. You're like, yeah, I know that, Jono. That's part of the basic curriculum. We learn that every week. But as simple as it sounds, this is the single greatest truth that you can ever take a hold of. This is the greatest truth that you can build the foundation of your life upon. The history-defining, earth-shaking, mind-blowing reality that the God of all creation, that El Shaddai, God Almighty, the one who breathed galaxies into being, who holds the world in the palm of his hand, who sits outside of time and calculated the laws of physics, the one who was seated in the throne room of heaven, surrounded by hosts of angels singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Yeah. That God yeah. loves you. It's awesome. It's awesome. He loves you. Yeah. And here is his promise to you from Isaiah 54. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord. Regardless of what takes place on this earth, regardless of what kind of mountains are moving in your life right now, the faithful love of God will remain. He loves you. And it sounds so simple, but yet so often we forget. But God's love is the basis for all of his promises. We need to understand his love for us if we're to truly comprehend everything that he says and he does. God loves you. The second promise this morning is that God has redeemed you. Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. God loves you so much that he doesn't leave you where you are. He has redeemed you. And the word redeemed in its origin means to to buy back. Something is redeemed when it is purchased back to its rightful owner. And through the fall, we had become slaves to sin and death. But through Jesus, we have been redeemed, purchased back to our rightful place as sons and daughters through his death on the cross. It means you are set free. The sin that once held you back no longer has any hold over you. It is no longer your master. You have been purchased, bought back. You are clean, forgiven, made brand new, a new person on the inside. But not only are you a new person, But the promise of redemption means that through the Holy Spirit, God is continually transforming you each and every day. Because I know for me in my life, like I I know I'm redeemed. I know that through accepting Jesus and choosing to follow him, like I know that a transaction has taken place, the old is gone, the new has come, I'm set free, I can walk in freedom. I know those things are true, but it certainly doesn't always feel that way. There are definitely times in my life I'm going, God, are you sure that you've redeemed that? Are you sure you're still working on that when I make those mistakes, when I make those slip-ups? God, are you sure that you're still working on that? But regardless of how it feels at times, we can trust that God is our Redeemer. 
As Philippians 1 verse 6 says, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He has begun his work in your life, and he is faithful to complete it. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your progress. Don't give up on working in those areas of weakness. Don't give up building those new habits. Don't give up on breaking that addiction. Don't give up on reading the word. Don't give up on praying, on gathering together and worshiping him. Let that promise give you hope and strength that he is working and he will finish the work he has started because he is your redeemer. Promise number three, God will strengthen you. God is our strength. And I take a hold of this promise all the time. God, give me strength. Holy Spirit, strengthen me right now. I need your presence with me to get through this. And listen to his promise here from Isaiah 40. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. What this promise says to us is that regardless of your physical stamina, amen, Regardless of whether you are young or old, male or female, strong or weak, no matter what your circumstances might be, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. God's promise is that he will give you the strength you need when you need it. You will soar high on wings like eagles. Or in other words, you'll have a bigger picture perspective. You'll be able to see things in a new light. And God does this for me all the time. When I come to him with my burdens, the things that are weighing on me, my struggles, my complaints, my frustrations, the things that seem, seem so big at the time, I bring them before God in prayer and worship. And this is what prayer and worship does, is it lifts our eyes back up to God, focuses our attention on his glory and his majesty, it lifts us up on wings like eagles, and suddenly those things don't seem as big anymore. Suddenly my perspective shifts and they don't weigh on me as much as they used to. The situations don't necessarily change, but my strength to face them does. Because have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, because he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He is never out of control. He is never surprised, never caught off guard. He is still on the throne and he is with you. Working things out for the good of those who love him. And the fourth promise this morning is that God is your provider. You know, in Jewish culture, the name you gave to someone carried a lot more significance than it does for us today in our context. You didn't just give your child a name because you liked the sound of it 
or because it fit well with your last name. No, for them, you, the name you gave to someone or something signified a part of their identity. It revealed their character and their nature. It was a statement of who this person was going to be. It was a prophetic statement of their future. This is what we see in their life going forward. And one of the names of God in Scripture is Jehovah Jireh, which translates to the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Not the Lord can provide. Not the Lord sometimes provides. No, the Lord will provide. God's promise is that he will provide for your needs. He will come through for you because it is a part of his very nature. It is a part of his very identity. It's part of his character and his being that he is our provider, that he will make sure we have everything we need. Now, it's needs, not wants. They're different things. But God absolutely wants to bless us with our wants, give us the desires of our heart. But his promise as part of his nature is that he will provide for us. He delights in providing for our needs. And listen to how Jesus describes it in Matthew 6. It's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That is his promise, is that when we keep him center in our life, when we make the decision, the conviction to say, God, I'm going to give you everything I have, when I'm going to make my life's pursuit to following you and the plans and purposes for my life, when my focus is on you, when I seek first the kingdom, God will provide everything that we need. And then the final promise I want to look at this morning is that God will come again. Part of the hope that we carry is we know that this isn't all there is to life. What a wonderful truth that we get to live, that regardless of how difficult things might get here on earth, we know this isn't our final destination. This isn't even our home. We have an eternity ahead of us spent in the presence of God. How's this for a promise to look forward to from Revelation 21? Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. If you want to live a life of hope, joy, 
peace, if you want to have peace regardless of what is facing, if you want to have peace in the midst of the storm, live with eternity in mind. Live with an eternal perspective that no matter the situation right now, one day he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. What a promise that we can live with today. Band, if you would like to come and join me, that would be great. God loves you. God has redeemed you. God will strengthen you. He will provide for you. And He will come again. These are just some of God's wonderful promises to us. Promises that we can take a hold of and declare into our situations when we're facing things. They give us comfort because they're not empty words. As 2 Corinthians tells us, all the promises of God are yes and amen. God is faithful to keep his promises. And I share these with us this morning because as we head into the Christmas season with all the noise that that will bring, let's continue to be a church that brings hope into people's lives. Continue to be a church that radiates the love of Jesus to the people around us. Let's know And hold on to the promises that God has for us so that no matter what happens, we will be able to stand firm as a beacon for this world. That's why developing a habit of reading the Word is so life-giving for us. Because it is through His Word that God's character and His promises are revealed. And when Jesus fasted for 40 days in the desert, He went 40 days with no food. 40 days. I struggle to go 40 minutes. If I'm more than 40 steps from my fridge, I'm getting anxious. But Jesus went 40 days with no food, and then on top of that was tempted by Satan himself. You know what sustained Jesus in that time? You know what equipped him? What empowered him? What his weapon was in that fight? was the Word of God, illuminated by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the devil tested him, Jesus' rebuke was, it is written. It is written. Jesus knew the hope that was written in this book. The peace that comes from the promises that are written in God's Word. The promises that still apply to us today. And I know that I've given you five of them this morning already. But if that wasn't enough, I want to give you some more. Because like I said, I feel the world is getting pretty noisy right now. And so I want to take 30 seconds, if you'll let me, to change the tone a little bit. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is your shepherd. You will have all that you need. 
Psalm 139, God's thoughts towards you cannot be numbered. They outnumber the grains of sand. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, so be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Psalm 32 verse 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Jeremiah 29 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Isaiah 54 17, no weapon turned against you will succeed. Psalm 9 verse 9, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge for times and trouble. Job 36 verse 7, he never takes his eyes off the innocent, but he sets them on thrones with kings and exalts them forever. That's just the Old Testament. Matthew 11 verse 28, come to me all you are weary and carry heavy burdens and I'll give you rest. Philippians 4, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you trust in Christ Jesus and you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Romans 8 verse 1, now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Romans 8 28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and called according to his purposes. John 8, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And he will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. 2 Timothy 1, God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love, power, and self-discipline. And Matthew 28, 20, he is with you always, even to the end of the age. It is written. It is written. The promises of God Take a hold of them afresh this morning. And would you stand with me if you are able? I would love the privilege of praying for you this morning. You know, I could just have every eye closed and head bowed. You know, as I've been sharing, I'm sure that as you've heard those five promises, there'll be one of them that stands out for you that you need reminding of this morning. For some, you might need all of them as a reminder, but I'm sure that as you reflect on what is going on for you in your life, you'll, be able, you'll know that there's one of those promises that you really need the Holy Spirit to remind you of this morning. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna pray over all of them, and I'd like to ask if you wanna just receive that, you can just open your hands and ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of His promises for you, that He loves you, that He's redeemed you, that he will strengthen you, that he is your provider and that he will come again. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now, would you minister to your people? Lord, I thank you that your promises are yes and amen, that you are faithful and true to keep your promises. And so for whatever people are needing right now, Lord, for those who need reminding that you love them, Holy Spirit, I pray, fill them afresh with your loving power right now in the name of Jesus. Just as the prodigal son returned home to the father with his arms wide open, remind those people of your love for them this morning. Lord, whether those who are struggling maybe with sin or guilt, I pray and declare that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He is your redeemer. And Lord, where the enemy has tried to sow lies that you're not good enough, that you're not, you're not gonna amount to anything. Your sin is gonna continually hold you back. I remind you that God is your redeemer. Holy Spirit, I break that guilt and that shame over people's life in Jesus' name. Lord, where people need strength, Holy Spirit, strengthen them right now. Lift them up on wings like eagles. Lord, where there are people who are struggling financially, Lord, I pray that you would meet them where they are. 
Thank you that you pro- promise to provide everything that we need. And so, Lord, I pray where there are people who are approaching this season going, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. Thank you, Lord, for miracles to take place in Jesus' name. Thank you that you will supply us with everything that we need. And Lord, for all of us, thank you that you are coming again. I pray that you would lift our eyes off of whatever's going on right now and set our attention again on the bigger picture that what we go through right now is only a blip in comparison to all of eternity spent in the presence of Almighty God. And Lord, I pray as we read your word, as we spend time with you, that you would reveal again your promises to us. As we open up your word, as we read what has been written for us, let it build our spirits in Jesus' name. Pray you would highlight things as we read. You would speak to us through your word because we know there is power in the word of God. You know, we're gonna sing a, a song now called Here Comes Heaven which is a wonderful Christmas song declaring just how amazing this Christmas season is because it was at Christmas that one of the ultimate promises was fulfilled. As Jesus came to earth, was born in a manger. And I'd love it as we sing this song to pour out again our thanksgiving and our gratitude for the promise that was fulfilled in Jesus, our Savior born on Christmas Day. Awesome, God bless you, church. Let's sing together.